which according to the version which I just read, means somebody who is forbidden by a neder to benefit from their son-in-law. The truth is we're talking about somebody who is forbidden to benefit from their father-in-law. So some Mishnahists read Mechosnoi from their father-in-law. Other versions of the Mishnah read Hamadir Hanolechasonai, one who makes a neder against his son-in-law. But the point is we're talking about a case where somebody is forbidden by a neder to benefit from their wife's father. But his wife's father, his father-in-law wants to give his daughter, who is this man's wife, he wants to give her some money or any other gift. The problem is when a woman receives a gift whilst she is married to somebody else, one of the rights which a man has over his wife is that anything she receives is sold for land and then whatever grows on that land, all of the fruit and the produce goes to the husband. So if his wife's father just gives her a gift in a regular way, then this man will end up benefiting from the gift because he has the rights to the fruit which will be produced by this gift when it's sold for land. And that way he would be benefiting from his father-in-law. He'll be violating his neder. So is there a way for the father-in-law to give his daughter a present without anybody violating their neder? Omerlah, the father-in-law should say to his daughter, This money is being given to you as a gift. So he specifies that it's only for you. As long as your husband will have no rights over it. And as well as that, he has to add that I'm only giving you this gift. Only that which you lift up and put into your mouth, I'm giving it to you. Meaning really it's not considered yours, except for the fact that you're able to eat it yourself. Meaning he has to specify what exact use she needs to use it for. Because otherwise, if you give something to the woman, then automatically it, the husband has rights over the fruit of that property. So therefore you have to limit what she has as well. You have to say that even in terms of the woman, she only has it in, regarding to, in regards to being able to eat it. So you're specifying the use and therefore you are excluding the husband's ability and rights to the fruit of that gift. Mr. Tess, the Torah says, grusha." the neder of a widow or a divorcee. And the Mishnah doesn't bring all of the pasuk. The pasuk continues, Kalashar Osra al-Nafshah, anything which she forbade upon herself, Yokum literally will stand upon her. It's as if Hakoma has been done to the nadarim, and nobody is able to, be, to annul her nadarim. Says the Mishnah, Kate said, how so? And the Mishnah is really asking a question, why do we need that pasuk? Obviously, if she's been married fully, so that means she's exited her father's authority, and she can never go back to her father's authority, and now she's a widow or divorcee, so she hasn't got a husband. So obviously, no one can allow her to darim. So what is that pasuk coming to tell us? The answer is, it's coming to tell us that if she makes a neder whilst she is a widow, and then gets married, then her husband is not able to annul that neder. And that's even in a case where she, when she originally made the neder, she said, I only want this neder to begin in another month's time. And then before the nether began, she got married. And the nether was only supposed to begin after she got married. Even in that situation, her husband is not able to annul her nether. Her husband can only annul the nether if she is her husband at the time of the nether, when it is made. And so the Mishnah gives an example. Omra, if she said, I'm making a nether to become a nozer after 30 days. So I want it to begin in 30 days time. Even if she gets married within 30 days, in Yochlehofer, her husband is not able to annul her neder. Next case of the Mishnah, If she makes a neder whilst she is under the authority of her husband, whilst he is alive, then Mayfirlah, he can annul her neder, even if she said that her neder should only begin later on. 
And the Mishnah elaborates, Kate how so? Omre, she said, I'm making a nether to become a nozer in 30 days' time. And when she made that nether, her husband annulled the nether. Even if she then is widowed or becomes divorced within 30 days, before the nether is supposed to begin, so I might have thought that since her husband, when the nether begins, has not got the ability to annul it, and is no longer her husband, so his original hafara should not work, says the Mishnah, no, Haizen Mufar, it is considered annulled, because it all depends on the time the nether is made. Alright, now what happens if Nodra Bebayoim, she gets married and then she makes a nether on that same day, she gets divorced on the same day, and then the same man remarried her on the same day. So this all happened in one day, so there's definitely no problem in terms of the day having passed and therefore not being able to annul the nether. The question is, if the same man is married to her, but there was a divorce in the middle, and she made the nether when they were married the first time, does he lose the ability to annul her nether or not? Says the Mishnah, he is not able to annul her nether. As Mishnah explains, Zahaklal, this is the rule, any time that the woman went to her own authority for one moment, when she was divorced and then she was not in her husband's authority, so the husband therefore needs to gain the rights to an al again. But the husband can never gain rights from before the marriage. Ein Yochel HaHofer is not able to annul the nether, since this is at the end of the day a new marriage, and the nether was made before this new marriage took place. Mishnah Yud, this Mishnah elaborates on the rule which we learned in the previous Mishnah, and really there are three different ways in which a woman can leave her father's authority, at least in terms of Hafaras Nadorim. The first one, as we saw in the previous Mishnah, is full marriage. If she gets fully married to somebody, then even once she is divorced or her husband dies, she doesn't return to be in the authority of her father, rather she's now in her own authority. The Mishnah in Yavomas calls such a woman a Yesoyma B'chai Ho'av. She is an orphan during her father's life. What that means is that even though her father is still alive, she is not in her father's authority, despite currently not having a husband. Rather, she is in her own authority. So that is the first way that her father can lose and not have the right to annul her Nadorim. The second way is by her father dying. Of course, then she would also be left without being in her father's authority. And the third way is when she becomes a Begeris. A Begeris is once she reaches the age of 12 and a half years old, she's fully mature. As we learned towards the beginning of the 10th Perek, a father cannot annul her daughter's Nadorim once she becomes a Begeris. Now the Mishnah, in order to spell out these three ways of leaving her father's authority and being left herself, the Mishnah splits these three into nine, just in order to really spell out all of the cases. There are nine women, in this case, Nooris doesn't literally refer to a Nara, means there are nine women whose Nadorim are automatically established and they have no option of being annulled. And the first three are going to be in the category of Yosoma Ha'av, once she gets fully married. So if she was fully married and she was a Begeres at the time when she made the Neder, and then the Yosoma, she becomes like an orphan meaning she's divorced or widowed, and even though her father is still alive, she's considered like an orphan, in that she does not go back to her father's authority. Nara uvogrovi hiyasoyma, or exactly the same case, but in this case, when she made the ned there, she was a Nara, and then she was divorced or widowed, and then became a Begeres. So in these two cases, there are two reasons, really, why she is not in her father's authority. Firstly, because she's like a son of Chaya Av, and secondly, because she's a Begeres. Alright, thirdly, Nara Shalebrog over here, Soima. This is a case where she is still a Nara, and she's a Yosoma B'chai Ha'av. So she made a neder whilst she was a Nara, then she got divorced or widowed. 
and she is still a Nara, all right? Now, the next three refer to cases where the father literally died. Bogeris makes Aviha. If she is a Bogeris when she makes the Neder and then her father dies. So again, in this case, there are two reasons why she would be in her own authority and not in her father's authority. Nara Bogeris makes Aviha. If she was a Nara when she made the Neder and then her father died and now she is a Bogeris. Or thirdly, Nara Shaloi Mesaviha. If she was a Nara when she made the Neder and her father died and she still has not become a Bulgarian, so she's still a Nara. Since her father has died, she is certainly not in his authority, rather she is in her own authority. Alright, and the final three on the list are when she becomes a Bulgarian. Nara Shamesaviha. If she was a Nara when she made the Neder and then her father died. Bogra. Once her father died, she became a Bulgarian. Or Bulgarian of Yakayam. She made the Nether when she was a Bulgarian, and her father is still alive, but fact is she's a Bulgarian. Or Nara Bulgarian of Yakayam. She made the Nether when she was a Nara, then she became a Bulgarian, and her father is still alive. The point is, though, since she is now a Bulgarian, her father no longer has the ability to annul her Nadorim. Alright, Rabbi Yehuda Omer Rabbi Yehuda says there's a tenth one, and there's a discussion whether Rabbi Yehuda is arguing, or perhaps the whole mission is like Rabbi Yehuda. But as it may, says Rabbi Yehuda, Afamasi Bitu Akhtana. Even if one marries off his daughter whilst she's a katana, she's under the age of bas mitzvah, under the age of 12 years old, if a katana is married off by her father, then that marriage is valid mid a So it's considered a full marriage, just like any regular marriage. And as such, even in that case, if Venice Almolo and Isgarsha, if she becomes widowed or divorced, Chazra Etzle, and she goes back to her father, back to living with him, says the Mishnah, Adayin Hinara, and many versions of the Mishnah should really read, Vadayin Hinara, and she is still a Nara, or at least now she's a Nara, the point is she's not a Bulgarian yet, but nevertheless, since she was married with a full proper marriage, she cannot go back to her father's authority, and her father would not be able to do her Faras Nadorim on her Nadorim. Mishud Aleph, if a woman makes a neder on something which is inoy nefesh, which would cause her suffering, so let's say an example, she makes a neder that she won't wash herself, but she adds to it a condition. She says that she's making a neder not to wash herself on condition that I don't do such and such. Now, as long as that condition, not doing that thing which she specifies, is not considered to be inoy nefesh in itself, for example, if she said on condition that I won't eat an apple today, that can hardly hardly be classified as Inoy Nefesh. So although the Neder itself is something of Inoy Nefesh, since she is able just to not com- not uh, violate the condition, she can just not eat the apple that day. So at this moment, it's not considered to be Inoy Nefesh, and therefore her husband would not be able to annul the Neder, at least at this point. However, if even the condition includes something of Inoy Nefesh, or something which affects their relationship, then he would be able to annul the Neder. So says the Mishnah, if she says, I'm making a neder that I won't benefit from my father, or from your father, she's speaking to her husband, if I will make anything for you. In general, a woman needs to make my siodayim, she needs to make certain things for her husband, but she says, if I make anything for you, then I'll be forbidden to benefit from either my father or your father. Or a similar case, if she says, I'm not going to benefit from you, if I make things by the command of my father or by your father, in both these cases, the husband is able to annul the neder, because both parts of the neder are considered to be the volume Certainly not making things for her husband or not benefiting from her husband. That certainly affects their relationship, but even not doing things for her father or for his father. 
That's also considered to be a bit, of a, a bit of a disgrace towards the husband. It's quite embarrassing for him. Also the fact that she's forbidden to do it because if she does it, then she'll be forbidden to benefit from her husband. All of these things do add up to shaming her husband and therefore it does affect their relationship. So he would be able to annul such a neder as soon as he hears it.